0: Bishop. I'm Father Dave Callahan. In the previous episode I tried to talk about how do we make sense of the spiritual journey when feelings fail, when we need to discover that God is still there even though we can't sense his presence. Now this is the point where maybe we need to talk about some of the terminology that is used in the spiritual writings you may or may not have come across the term of the dark night of the soul. It's a term which Catholics often throw around and it's very often used in the wrong context. Sometimes you'll hear people say that they went through a time of real depression and darkness and that was the dark night of the soul. It's not quite the way that the spiritual writers would explain it. To try and follow on from where I was talking in the last episode... This might take us a little bit deeper into the concept of what it means to grow in love and to encounter God. The whole concept of the dark night comes from the writings of St. John of the Cross. There was a, a number of poems that he wrote which were the basis of his whole spiritual theology. John's basic understanding is that the spiritual journey is a love story. And it's a love story where we end up encountering God so closely that we become blinded because God is light. You know, that the closer you come to the light, the less you can actually see. You know, if you were to step outside right now and try and look at the sun, I really suggest you don't do this, but imagine the the situation. If you looked at the sun within about two or three seconds, everything would go dark. You know, you would be encountering such an intense light that you would no longer be able to see anything. When John of the Cross talks about the dark night of the soul, he's not talking about God being absent from our lives. He's talking about the fact that we are encountering God so closely that we are blinded by the presence of God. That is the most important thing you need to hold on to. Because this starts to make sense of what I was saying in the previous episode about the fact that we get to a space where we can no longer feel the presence of love. And that's not because love has dwindled or failed, but it's actually because we're getting closer to the reality. You know, maybe another image you could think of is if you imagined standing 100 meters away from a huge building, you could see the building very clearly. You could identify every little detail of the windows and the structure and the frame. But if you were to then walk up to the building and press your nose hard against the wall, you wouldn't see anything. If someone was to ask you whether you could see a building, you would just say, all I see is darkness. And that's not because the building is not there. And it's not because you're distant from the building. It's quite the opposite. It's because you're so close. Now down through the history of the church, we've had a number of saints and mystics who have experienced this Dark night. You know, in our recent time, Mother Teresa was revealed to have experienced this for most of her life, and people were astounded when the news of this came out. It was after her death that the the spiritual journal was published of Mother Teresa, and this was basically a series of letters between her and her spiritual director. And people were astounded that this woman who seemed to be so close to God, had spent most of her life not feeling the presence of God at all in prayer. For nearly 40 years, she had stated that she'd just been clinging on purely by faith. Whenever she would sit in prayer, there was just emptiness, nothing. No sensory feeling at all of God's closeness to her. That's sort of what the dark night of the soul looks like. On the inside, you can't see anything. But on the outside, everyone can see the fruit of what you're experiencing. You're radiant with the love of God because you're so close to the love of God. But you personally can't feel it. Now, the interesting thing with the writings of St. John of the Cross is that he talks about the fact that The dark night is actually a bit of a journey that you go on. What has classically been called the dark night is the final stage of this journey. But hopefully without this sounding too confusing, John talks about the fact that there are actually sort of four different nights, four different stages of purification that you go through. He basically says that there is a purification of the senses and then a purification of the spirit. But these two major areas of our life are purified in two different ways. So there is an active purification where I'm actively trying to get rid of things in my life that hold me back from the love of God. But then there is a passive purification where God intervenes or God will use events in my life as a way of purifying me. Now, this can sound a little bit confusing, but it's, it's John's way of trying to put words to this mysterious journey that we go on. So the, the sensory purification, the, the night of sense, as he would call it, is that place where I need to really turn away from my sin, I need to break with attachments. The whole journey of self-denial and fasting is like an example of this active night of sense. I'm actively trying to break away from things that hold me from seeing the, the, the pure light of God. But then God is also going to passively work in me. So... There can be things which I'm clinging on to for consolation or for my hope. And God will sometimes intervene to take these away from me. And so we can experience this through illness. We can experience it through failure of work opportunities. Even ministries that you may be involved in that suddenly collapse. And we can say, well, God, where are you? Why have you allowed this good thing to fail? But it's basically because these things have got in the way of our relationship with God. And as much as they may be good, they are getting in the way of the greater good, which is the fact that the bridegroom, Christ, wants us completely for himself. He doesn't want anything to get in the way, even if it is Christian ministry. You know, we believe that God does not make evil things happen in the world but God does use those things for his greater glory and so while God may not be inflicting sickness upon you he may very well use that to try to bring about some purification once we've gone through this sensory night of purification and we've been drawn very close to the light God then starts to really work on on the level of the Spirit. This level of the dark night of the Spirit is much harder for us to comprehend. And it's sometimes said that you won't really understand it until you're experiencing it. This is the level where very deeply in our sense of motivation, you know, the, the love that we have for God has to be purified it needs to be stripped away of anything at all which may corrupt that love and so this is where when we look at the the darkness that many of the saints experienced in prayer this was where god was taking them through a very deep purification of all their motivation you know there was there was no physical or, or tangible reason for them to keep praying It seemed like God was completely absent and their love had to be based on faith alone. You know, there was nothing else that they could cling to. And for many of the saints, this went on for a long, long time. You know, for Mother Teresa for 40 years. For others, it was an extremely intensive time, which almost caused them to lose their faith altogether. You know, St. Therese of Lisieux went through this in the last few months of her life And she found herself doubting the existence of heaven. It was purely by faith that she had to cling on. Now, once again, this can seem to make no sense to us. Why would a God of love inflict such pain upon those who have devoted their life to being in love with him? I think the only way we can make sense of this is by surrendering ourselves to this mystery and just believing that, that there is something in the mystery of love that does make sense of this. That the all-consuming desire of God that wants us to be completely set free from anything that gets in the way. Now, when John of the Cross talks about this, he he freely admits that this image does look terrifying and that many people would look at this and, and pull back saying look i don't think i want to go there like if it is that hard if, if, if this is the way god's going to treat me i don't think i want to pray i want to stay in the shallows where it's nice and safe he acknowledges that but at the same time he tries to present an image of what it is that you encounter in that space a love which is so great that the only way they can come close to describing it, it's almost like being in in heaven on earth. Yeah, John of the Cross, in one of his poems, uses the image that he has come so close to the light of God through this process of purification that it's like there's a thin veil between him and the beatific vision. And in this line in the poem, he basically cries out saying, tear back the veil. It's almost like he's desperate to die because he's come so close to seeing the fulfillment. You know, it's sometimes said that Teresa of Avila had come through this this dark night to a space where she reached what they would call divine union, where it was almost like she was in heaven on earth. And 24 hours a day, even as she was asleep, it was like she was in the presence of God. Completely immersed in that all-consuming light of Christ. And I think this is where it simply brings us back to that previous episode where I spoke about desire. We need to meditate upon the gift that God wants to give us and we need to be captured by the desire of that and we need to be very realistic about what it may well cost us to achieve that goal. But not to allow fear to ever stop us from achieving that goal. To allow God to now have permission to lead us along this journey. The reality is that this is not something we can manufacture. We, we, we cannot make ourselves into saints. We simply need to surrender ourselves to this all-consuming love and say, Lord, if you want to take me there, I give you permission as strange as the journey may seem and as painful as it may seem I give you permission to lead me there